From the food we eat, the air we breathe, the land we dwell, to the health of our body and mind and the well-being of all things in the universe. Unlock the science with Chula Radio Plus. Hello, this is Unlock the Science. I'm Lawan Jiraswadet. Climate change is not a new issue. For decades, the scientific community has warned us about possible disastrous consequences from our increasing negative influences on the planet as the environmental impacts of our post-industrial era way of life in the form of greenhouse gases are slowly but steadily warming up the earth and causing long-term effects to global climate. These greenhouse gases are considered as air pollution, which when accumulated in the atmosphere can trigger greenhouse effect and raise temperature of the planet. It is consensually agreed that human activities are their major sources. These include carbon dioxide from open burning and fossil fuels combustion, methane from farming industry, and nitrous oxide from industry and coal-fired power plants. The latest report on climate change situation assessment by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCCs, of the United Nations, which was released in August 2021, estimated that a total of 2,390 gigatons of carbon dioxide from human sources have been released into the atmosphere since the beginning of industrialization in 1850, when people started to consume more and more fossil fuels, such as coal, oil, and natural gas, as primary energy sources. One gigaton of carbon dioxide is equivalent to the amount of carbon dioxide emitted from 217 million passenger cars that are driving for one year, according to a calculation by the Environmental Protection Agencies of the United States. Such a large amount of carbon dioxide is higher than at any point in the history of the Earth since at least 2 million years ago. Consequently, the IPCC report says that the Earth's surface temperature during the past 10 years was already 1.09 degrees Celsius, warmer than the global temperature mean before 1850, and it continues to climb up. The rate of temperature rise over the last 50 years is considered to be faster than any period during the last two millennia. The substantial rise of global mean temperature within a relatively short geological time frame is destabilizing the delicate balance in the Earth's climate system and causing a long-term shift in global climate pattern. Climate projections by various organizations including the IPCCs and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration of the United States, agreed that a hotter Earth will contribute to a more volatile and more extreme climate pattern, in which natural disasters such as flood and drought, heat wave, wildfires, or powerful tropical storms will commonly occur. The impacts of climate change will also carry on into the future and potentially cause far greater ecological disasters, including extensive melting of polar ice caps, sea level rise, and biodiversity collapse. 
According to an analysis on the Global Climate Risk Index by German Watch, a non-profit organization based in Germany, which was released in January 2021, it observed that more than 11,000 climate-induced extreme weather events had occurred within a 20-year span from 2000 to 2019. This climate disaster had claimed over 475,000 lives and internationally caused more than 2.56 trillion US dollar worth of economic loss, or about almost five times of the gross domestic product or GDP of Thailand. Thailand is one of the countries that greatly suffered from climate disaster during the past two decades as 146 extreme weather events in the country have resulted in more than 137 deaths and up to 7.7 billion US dollar worth of economic damages, according to the German watch analysis. The future prospect for Thailand is also not fairly promising either. Bangkok, the capital city, and the country's biggest metropolis is considered to be one of the most susceptible areas in the world to the impacts of climate change. According to a Greenpeace report on sea level rise projection among seven Asian cities, Bangkok is extremely vulnerable to coastal flooding and storm surge due to its location on low-lying river delta. Therefore, in the worst-case scenario in which global warming is left unchecked, 96% of Bangkok could be under sea level by 2030. That means Thailand could risk a tremendous loss of 512 billion US dollar worth of GDP, and up to 10 million people living in Bangkok could become victims of flood and sea level rise in the near future. The Greenpeace report also highlighted that other major cities around the world, especially Asian metropolises, are also vulnerable to climate disasters due to the fact that they are located on coastal plains, which are also prone to flood and sea level rise in the hotter future world. Confronting such immense threat from the climate crisis, it is crucial that we have a clear understanding on the issue in order to allow us to prepare for any possible incidents. In this regard, we have with us today Renato Ridonta Constantino, Executive Director of Institute for Climate and Sustainable Cities, which is based in Manila, the Philippines. He talks to Unlock the Science reporter Brad Ruchi Wanarum on climate change impacts on big cities and what we can do to mitigate these threats. As the IPCC report has expected that there will be a long-term effect to the sea level change uh, that will keep increasing up to uh, several meters in, in, in a decade. Uh, what should we do to prepare our city to cope with the rising sea level? Um, first, we need to understand that rising sea levels um, uh, is already uh, a reality. As the IPCC has noted, um, uh, if we don't keep temperatures globally on average uh, at or below the Paris prescribed 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold, uh, 
then we are likely to see more uh, sea levels rising. Um, second, um, uh, the um, sea level rise is among the impacts that we cannot reverse. It will take centuries, if not millennia, uh, to, to actually see um, realize sea levels going down. So it, uh, in short, it, uh, it is now part of our reality. Third, rising sea levels um, will, will actually exacerbate or worsen what is already bad land use practices because of uh, reckless and excessive groundwater extraction that is creating subsidence, um, and which is causing um, uh, a lot of coastal kilometers across Southeast Asian cities to sink. So as the land is sinking, the seas are also rising, which means combined, the threat um, becomes even greater. Whether you're in Bangkok or Jakarta or Manila, the same uh, impacts uh, will be uh, experienced across the different cities. We have heard a lot about the climate resilience. What exactly is climate resilience and how can it help mitigate climate crisis? Resilience is about um, the ability of a body, if it's a one human being, or the ability of a community or the ability of a city or uh, a country uh, to be able to withstand um, a lot of external shocks um, or external phenomena that is exerted uh, by different um, uh, external factors. Climate um, uh, change is one of them. So a, a, a human um, becomes resilient uh, to disease or to illness if the person is fit um, mentally and physically um, and is exposed to good nutrition and exercise. In the same way, a city is fit and resilient if it understands uh, what makes it healthy and strong, uh, especially its local economy, which means that if it understands the impacts that are already taking place, like rising sea levels or extreme weather events or flooding or water shortages, then it is better able to not only cope with the impacts, but to adjust um, uh, its economy and ensure that um, whatever comes our way, uh, it is able to respond to it adequately. And as there will be uh, more frequent extreme weather caused by the climate change, how should our city prepare for such disaster? First of all, um, a city should look at climate change beyond disasters, beyond extreme weather events. Mm. This is because climate change exerts um, uh, other impacts, uh, in particular slow onset events that take place without the drama of calamity. Mm -hmm. You cited one example in a, a really good example. Rising sea levels uh, are not discernible to the naked eye. They only uh, become visible when you have extreme weather events where storm surges uh, take place or flooding becomes more frequent. 
Um, but um, if you count the millimeters of sea levels rising, you don't really see it. There's no drama there. There's no catastrophe. And it combines with other impacts. So we need to look at climate change in a far more holistic way. We need to see all the impacts together because when we start understanding slow onset events, um, we get to see as well the impacts that these will impose on the fortunes of uh, working families in a given city. We will take a short break now. You are listening to Unlock the Science on Chula Radio Plus. Many scientific evidences clearly indicated that we are in the middle of climate crisis. Over the recent years, the increasingly intensifying incidence of weather extremes have been adding up the overall cause of disaster damages globally. According to a report on the cause of climate disaster in 2020 by Christian Aid, a humanitarian organization based in the United Kingdom, just 10 most devastating climate-related disasters in 2020 have affected millions of people, causing an accumulated damage of roughly $145 billion U.S. dollars. And the worst is yet to come. The August 2021 report by the IPCC projected that, with further global warming, every continent is going to experience more frequently the concurrent and multiple changes in climatic impact drivers. The severity of climate change impacts will become more widespread and more pronounced with every degree that the Earth is warming up. According to an IPCC estimation, if the world temperature increases up to 2 degrees Celsius in about 80 years from now, or by the year 2100, the world is going to suffer costs of damages from climate change of up to 69 trillion US dollars, or slightly over three times of the current GDP of the United States. Therefore, in trying to save the planet and all humanity from the worst of climate crisis, international community has reached an agreement to set up the goal to stall the rising of global temperature to lower than 1.5 degrees Celsius compared to the mean temperature from pre-industrialization era by cutting down global greenhouse gases emission. Unlock the Science reporter Brad Wanarom talks to Assistant Professor Dr. Sutirat Kittipong Wiset from Environmental Research Institute, Jhulalongkorn University, on how we could do in contributing to the efforts to stabilize global temperature and limit the impacts of future climate disasters. It is inaccurable that uh, our daily life, uh, one way or another, causing greenhouse gas emission and causing uh, global warming. What do you think is the most impactful activity to our world climate? I can say uh, definitely yes. Uh, according to the latest IPCC ARC report, uh, they also confirmed the contribution of the anthropogenic has warmed our atmosphere, our world, our ocean, and also the global land uh, due to the accumulation of the greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. 
we can yeah. uh, compare the situation to the pre-industrial age. The concentration of carbon dioxide have continuing increase and increase over the time, reaching an average of about 410 ppm in uh, 2019. Uh, by emission sector, we can say that energy sector contribute the largest share of uh, global greenhouse gas emission, let's say about 70 to 80%, especially the uh, consumption of the fossil fuel for electricity and heat generation for our daily life. And how should we reduce the carbon emission from our energy consumption? Um, yes, uh, based on the previous question, we discussed about the impact of the energy sector. So, yeah, we have to think about the, how we reduce the carbon emission from energy sector, as you mentioned. And even in our country, the Kingdom of Thailand, uh, the uh, Thailand Third National Communication, they also uh, state that the proportion of greenhouse gases emission in energy sector accounted for about 70% of the national emission. So once we talk about the possibility, uh, there are too many potential solutions uh, to cut our uh, greenhouse gases emission from the energy sector. For example, they are transitioning to a low carbon society based on the low carbon electricity system increasing the share of renewable energy. So you might have overheard about all kinds of the renewable energy, let's say biogas, let's say biomass, uh, waste to energy, solar power, and so on. And also improving energy efficiency. So yeah, I would suggest to think about improving energy efficiency in the power system, uh, in household, commercial, industrial sector even as adoption of some advanced vehicle technology and also a low carbon uh, transportation uh, technology. And, and how about Thailand performance in uh, reducing greenhouse gas emission? What Thailand should do to improve our performance? For our country, uh, we hope we intend to reduce our greenhouse gases emission by 20 to 25% from the projected um, BAU, or we call uh, business as usual level by 2030. Let's say that by 2030, we have to reduce our greenhouse gas emission by 20 to 25%. And in order to support our NDC, uh, there are actually too many national plans uh, that uh, can uh, help and promote the NDC. For example, um, the Power Development Plan, the Smart Grid Development Master Plan, Energy Efficiency Plan, Alternative Energy Development Plan. And we also try to engage uh, relevant sector, let's say a factory, uh, our C our country also promote the National Industrial Development Master Plan together with Waste Management Roadmap. So in short, you can say that based on the list of the plan, master plan that I let you know, you can see that uh, multi-stakeholders can involve with this kinds of the NDC uh, movement in our country. And for the last question, how much chance that we will have to achieve Paris Agreement goal and what we should do to uh, close up this gap? 
Okay, this is uh, uh, some di like difficult question, mm -hmm. but I will try my best. Yeah, once we talk about the global goal as the Paris Agreement and what should we do better, I emphasize the term better to cause the gap of emission. Yeah, this is really, very good point that we have to rethink, that we have to reconsider how individuals like us can contribute to the global society. So based on this, uh, that way of thinking, I want to share you some key findings from C40 cities indicating that the target of greenhouse gas emission reduction by 2050 should be about 0.7 ton carbon dioxide equivalent per capita. So you have to remember 7.5. This is some, some kind of the expectation uh, from C40 CD that our global society um, can somehow stabilize or limit 1.5 uh, Celsius of uh, global warming. The problem is that you asked me about the gap of emission. The problem is that in reality, some research report amount of 3.9 ton carbon dioxide equivalent per capita uh, of greenhouse gas emission of Thai population. These kinds of uh, results, similar to the finding of my PhD re uh, student research, who found that re residents who are living in Bangkok emit about four ton carbon dioxide equivalent per person or per capita. So the differences between 0.7, as I let you know, and four uh, is the reality of emission for ton carbon dioxide equivalent can be uh, the best answer and can, can be considered as the key challenge to answer your question, how much chance we have to reach that global goal. So in short, I can say that everyone here have to do as soon as possible, have to do as much as possible to deal with long-term change like climate change. Proactive might not enough, we also have to think about super urgent action. The um, global sustainable um, goals, number 13, they mentioned about the take urgent action. But I myself, I want to put the term super uh, urgent action in order to close the gap of emission and also the global target as Paris Agreement. As it is profoundly clear that Human activities play a major role in shaping the world's climate toward catastrophic global warming. We need to change to make it otherwise. But we need to act fast, because our chance to achieve net zero emission goal before our climate system is reaching the tipping point is narrowing down every passing day. The IPCC report warned that our climate system can only take in no more than 500 gigatons of carbon dioxide in order to keep the global mean temperature below 1.5 degrees Celsius compared to pre-industrial era. But according to the International Energy Agency, an intergovernmental organization based in Paris, despite the drastic drop of energy consumption due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Around 31.5 gigatons of carbon dioxide have already been released from global energy sector in 2020. We are at the crossroad here. It is up to us now whether to do nothing and suffer great consequences in the near future or make a drastic change for a hope of environmentally secured future. 
Unlock the Science would like to thank our guest, Renato Redenter Consandino, Executive Director of Institute for Climate and Sustainable Cities, and Assistant Professor Dr. Sotirat Gitipong Wisset from Environmental Research Institute, Jhulalongkorn University, for their insight into climate change and its possible threat to our cities and our future. I hope you enjoy our program. You can listen to Unlock the Science on Jura Radio Plus at FM 101.5 every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. You can also listen and follow us on our website, curadio.jula.ac.th, and our Facebook page. And our program is also available as podcast. See you again next Saturday. Have a nice day. Unlock the Science is edited and produced by Sinfa Tunsorawood with Lawan Jirasurade as the program host and co-producer. 